0: Welcome into Main Street Preps this week. I'm Russell Vinozzi. Uh It's just me today, though. Tyler Palmatier is on vacation uh, enjoying some much-needed rest, so hope he's having a good time. show must go on, though, so we are still here with the latest episode of Main Street Preps this week. I'm excited to, in just a moment, talk to Franklin baseball coach Wally Whidbey uh, about one of his former players, A.J. Russell, that's going to be heading to the College World Series with Tennessee after a really promising freshman season over there in Knoxville. And to wrap up the show, I'm going to go over some of the all-mid-state Players of the Year from our teams that have come out from the past week and give some of the reasoning behind that. And uh, that, that'll be the show right there. So before we get into all of that, I want to remind everybody this podcast is sponsored by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Let's go ahead and bring in Franklin baseball coach Wally Whidbey now. He's been kind enough to join us. Wally, how you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. How are you, Russell?
0: Doing great. So Wally, Tennessee baseball uh, earned a trip to the College World Series on Monday, uh, beating Southern Miss in that winner-take-all game. And earlier in the day on Monday, former Franklin standout A.J. Russell, one of your former players, was named first-team All-America by the National College Baseball Writers Association. How neat was that for you to see when, when that came over came over the line there that A.J. had earned um, All-America as, as a freshman?
1: Uh, it was great. It's one of those things where you you send a kid that has a a high talent level, a high ceiling level, into the to an SEC program and um, kind of try to nurture them as much as you can, prepare them for what to expect. But um, you know, honestly, playing at that level, AJ is um, he's a very young freshman. It's a lot of things that that people don't know that AJ Russell is 18 years old or he's about to turn 19, but. Um, you know, to see him have the success that he has in his freshman season has been tremendous. You know, he, uh, he kind of knew what he was running into because he had heard about the workouts with Q. Um, he was looking forward to playing for Coach Anderson, one of the most brilliant pitching minds uh, in college baseball. And uh, he just went in, was extremely coachable, worked as hard as he could. And you're seeing the success on the field right now.
0: And just looking at his stat line here, I mean, it's it's pretty phenomenal what he's done as a reliever. Also with one game started, uh, he's 2-0 with a .94 ERA, uh, about 29 innings pitched and 46 strikeouts to just seven walks, a great ratio there. Um, I'm sure you knew he was capable of that kind of production uh, eventually in his college career, but um, I guess, what do you think has allowed him to to be so successful here just his first year on campus?
1: Well, I think that, you know, obviously playing at the division one level in the SEC, Uh, AJ has access to more resources than he ever has in his life. And so one of the things that I would say that he is is able to do is he's able to hold weight. You know, uh, in AJ's senior year, uh, he had mono, uh, he got braces, and he, um, I think he had his braces taken off. So he was around 175. Well, AJ's holding about 205 pounds right now. Uh, He's he worked extremely hard in the offseason conditioning. Uh, They continue uh, maintaining his level of of physical fitness and um, he trusts the process that the coaches put him through uh, in the offseason and in the season and you're seeing results. I mean, he was topping out around 93, 94 at Franklin and now consistently that's where he's sitting and touching 96.
0: That leads perfectly to my next question I was going to ask you about the velocity, so um, obviously he was already in the nineties last year, but I know when we talked after one of his starts last season, you were telling me that his fastball, even if it is, you know, upper eighties, low nineties was playing up because of his six foot six frame. He was delivering the ball, you know, a little bit closer to the plate, making it tough for hitters. And then also had a, uh, sort of a deceptive arm slot. I guess, can you kind of walk us through the, some of the things that he does that makes him so difficult for, uh, for opposing, opposing batters to, to get a hit off of him?
1: So AJ, obviously, uh, in high school, he was, you know, 6'5", little, you know, right in that area. Now he's grown another inch. AJ is still growing, which is tremendous. Um, I jokingly nicknamed him the mountain whenever he moved to Franklin his junior year. Um, and now, now you're seeing why. But AJ has, um, you know, a long, lanky frame. He's extremely whippy. Um, he does have, he's not your standard uh, over the top. He's probably just above three quarters. But one of the, the greatest things I think with AJ's mechanics is his extension. You know, with him being six six, uh, he has a long stride. When he releases that baseball, he hides it really well, and then you know, whenever he's releasing the ball, finally he's closer to home plate than your average pitcher. And so, you know, back in high school, yeah, you know, his ninety ninety one was looking more like 93-94. and now at the the Division one level, when with him running up there around ninety six, that's probably looking like 97, 98, you know, up to 100 miles an hour. Um, and the other thing about A.J. is, you know, um, talking with him after the fall, um, when he first started throwing live to his hitters on the team, he got knocked around a bit. And, you know, he was a little discouraged at first. And then I told him, I was like, that should, you know, yeah, obviously push you and motivate you. But at the same time, it should be an encouragement in knowing that this is what everybody's having to pitch to. And uh, I think that as he got more and more live reps against his teammates, he learned the mistakes that he could and couldn't make, the pitches he could and couldn't get away with, and he made those adjustments. And uh, as he faces the rest of the the nation's talent, you know, he's gotten better. That was the thing about A.J. in high school was, yeah, he he was a physical specimen. He had great mechanics. He could throw the baseball hard. But A.J. Russell could pitch. And uh, I I think I talked to you one time about – you know, a conversation I had with a professional scout was he, he asked me before the game, what can I expect from A.J., and I kind of let him know, and I said, look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but if, if he's not lighting up the radar gun um, 93, 94 every pitch, you know, don't read too far into that because A.J. is a smart kid, and A.J. would literally only throw as hard as he needed to um, to get people out and to strike people out. And I think that that mature mental approach has really kind of platformed him into what he's doing right now at the next level.
0: So obviously Tennessee's starting rotation pretty stacked this year. There wasn't necessarily room for, for a freshman to walk in the door and, and take a job right away, but um, maybe next season or down the road, could you see AJ pushing for a, for a starting role um, or maybe a high leverage role in, in relief?
1: A hundred percent. I think that, that that was kind of the the conversations he's been having with the coaching staff at Tennessee is, as you know you're coming on campus um wait your turn uh, aj and i have had, had several conversations about you know obviously he wants the ball and i'm encouraging him constantly that uh, the for him to get on the field as a true freshman for him to get a couple starts as a true freshman for him to throw an sec play uh, those are tremendous indicators that they have a lot planned for him and uh, to aj's credit AJ is the ultimate teammate. AJ, if if you asked him, kind of like Burns, if you asked him to come back, you know, two days in a row, he's willing to do that, assuming his arm was feeling good. Um, but he decided early on that whatever the coaching staff asked him, I mean, you got first two first rounders probably in that rotation right now, and then uh, you got a lot of guys with a lot of. You know, major division one innings on that staff, and so um, AJ is mature enough to understand he had to wait his turn in line. But I, I will tell you this: that it's AJ's expectation, is AJ's ambition, is AJ's driving force that he wants one of those weekend spots next year. And I would say, based off of what he's done so far, the kind of worker that he is, the the plan that he has for the all season, uh, I think that you can probably expect aj to be competing for one of those weekend starts
0: and you talked about it at the top of the interview how uh, how uh, aj is pretty young for his grade and to me that that might be the most fascinating part of this whole thing is that you know he's not going to be eligible for the mlb draft until 2025 i believe so he's going to be there for the for the three years um plenty of time for him to continue to develop does the fact that he's got you know that kind of time on his side make it even more exciting um this strong start that he's had uh, that, you know, he's got this strong start, but then he's also got this runway to, to keep getting better. It seems like
1: a hundred percent that one of the things about AJ, that's probably the most appealing. Um, if Now that we're talking, even the next level is the fact of his projectability. I mean, he is still an 18 year old kid. He, he has a large stature. He's already throwing a very heavy baseball and he's also a, a hard worker. You know, one of the pluses that I've discussed with AJ, looking forward, you know, if he wants to have a career in in Major League Baseball, would be his freshman year. You know, he's kind of saving bullets. Um, you know, he hasn't had to run up multiple hundred pitch outings, and so he, he's had time to for the arm care. He's had, you know, he's had to kind of learn a new routine. Um, he's had to to adjust to relieving you know as a starter you're prepped you're mentally ready to go you know what you need to do um, for your pregame rep and then you go out there and compete as a reliever it's a different ball game and that's something that he's had to adjust to but I think that we've all been able to see that that's something that he's handled well um, but yeah AJ being as young as he is and as driven as he is I mean for him to be at 96 at 18 years old and at 6'6 um, that, that's really impressive and the, the other thing about you know, if he's anything like me, uh, my big velo jump actually came between my 19 and 20 year old. You know, I was, I was a lefty back in the mid nineties and I was sitting probably 85, 86, but, uh, I didn't hit the weight room any harder than I usually did. Um, but all of a sudden this physical maturity, I don't know if it, if my, my man's strength came in or whatever, but next thing you know, I'm lighting up the radar gun in the nineties a little bit and, and I think that if we can continue to see A.J. put in the work, use the resources that he has, the nutrition, um, the weight room, and and just the natural maturity, um, he could be up there uh, like Chase uh, and those other guys hitting triple digits before you know it.
0: Yeah, speaking of Chase Burns, I mean, you look up and down the Tennessee lineup and their roster. I mean, they use a lot of local players um in key spots against Southern Miss they really have all year but Ravenwood Zane Denton had a big weekend at the plate uh Chase Burns obviously came in to close that decisive game Drew Beam had a great start uh in 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 game three there I guess from your perspective as a high school coach what do you make of the way that Tony Vitello is going in and and scooping up a lot of the best Nashville area guys you know right in Vanderbilt's backyard right in an area where I'm sure a lot of other SEC and high profile teams would love to be would love to be getting their hands on some of these guys
1: uh to, to v's credit i mean if he hears about a kid if, if there's buzz about a kid especially in his home state he'll get in the car and drive three hours four hours whatever he needs to do to uh to see for himself um there was a you know there was a considerable amount of buzz around aj after his junior year uh heading into his senior year and um we were playing columbia actually on mule day. Um, and if you know anything about Columbia, Tennessee on mule day, it's, it's pretty nightmarish when it comes to traffic, but <laughs> Tony came and actually watched AJ pitch and, um, AJ actually carried a no hitter into the, the seventh inning. And I pulled him cause he was, he was around, you know, I think 89, 90 pitches. And, uh, He wanted the baseball. He wanted to go back out, but but he was, you know, he understood that I was gonna always look out for him, look out for his arm. And so we went ahead and pulled him with a no-hitter and right in front of Tony Vitello. So but Tony Tony gets after. Tony's um He's open with the coaches. He's accessible. Um, he gives you his information. And when he tells you if you need something from him, he will do that. Um, and I think that, you know, the atmosphere in Knoxville is electric right now. I think if you're a, a college baseball fan, if you're a baseball fan in general, that's an environment that you would love to play in. Nothing against Corbs. Corbs is great. Scott Brown, those guys are great. Um, but, again, you know, it was one of those deals where he – A.J. had talked to several people. I had talked to several people. But Tony – put his money where his mouth is and showed up and and watched him play. And and you see now, you know, why AJ landed there and you got Dylan Lloyd headed there next year. You know, a lot of the guys that are are around here want to play for Tony Botello, for Frank Anderson. I mean, it's just he, he keeps the right people in the right spots in that program, and they're seeing the success now.
0: Switching gears a little bit here, Wally, um, I want to talk about a current Franklin pitcher with with a lot of promise, and that's Trevor Ferris. I was blown away when you sent these stats over for the all-mid-state team, but he finished this spring with a 7-1 record, a .5 ERA, uh, 62 strikeouts, and 46 and two-thirds innings, only three earned runs all year. What can you tell us about Trevor and, and his outlook heading into his uh, senior season?
1: So, uh, Trev, I, I call him Big Trev. You know, the mountain was occupied. Otherwise, you know, he's, he's got a good shot at mountain 2.0. Um, Trevor is an extremely hardworking, humble kid. That, that guy, uh, he, he is um, he's a gym rat. He's a lab rat. He takes more BP. Uh, he, he does more things to take care of his body. Uh, he's a student of the game. He, he is extremely nice um, and what makes trevor intriguing is he he's, he's a six foot five guy he when he came to our program he was around two 255 and we got him in our all-season program and to his credit he got after it and uh right now he's around six five six six uh 235 um he has a his where aj was more just above three-quarter and um would fluctuate down a little lower trevor is more of a straight over the top guy so um, everything Trevor throws is tumbling. It's like his, his fastball is a natural sinker. Um, and he does what sinker ball pitchers do. He gets a lot of ground balls and pop outs, a lot of weak contact, but he also got plenty of strikeouts. And uh, Trevor's another kid um, that has a really good breaking ball that he can throw for a strike at any time. Uh, his strike percentage, is, it stayed consistently between 70 and 80% all year, which is tremendous for a high school junior. Um, and uh, he, he just works hard. He does the right things. He surrounds himself with the right people. He's a fantastic teammate. He's an excellent student. Um, and, and he also mashes. If, if you ever saw Trevor get a hold of one, I mean, he hit four bombs, three, three or four bombs. I think he hit six in scrimmages and games. But uh, when Trevor hits one, it, it's, it's something to see. So he's a great two-way guy.
0: So you guys have Trevor back and that's really exciting. And I, I was looking just at your, uh, your roster and of course, a lot of outgoing talent in that senior class this year, Carson Cochran going to Carson Newman, uh, drew Whalen going to Western Kentucky, Caleb Anderson, going to Xavier and Alex Eisenbeck going to Rowan state. My apologies if I'm missing anybody there, but, uh, that's quite a bit of a talent walking out the door. Um, how do you guys go about finding the right players to, to fill those shoes this coming season?
1: Um, so I, am going to just fill you a couple more spots. Uh, we had Braden Woods. Uh, he's headed to Letourneau university down in Texas and then Jackson Knotts. He was the late son. He's joining Alex Eisenbeck at Rome state. Um, and, and, yeah, you know, other than the extremely high level of talent that those guys had on the field, that was a very tight knit group. We had, uh, uh, 10 seniors in that class and, they were a very, very close group. They were, that team chemistry was fantastic. Leadership was fantastic. Um, and just overall, they were just great humans. It, I told them at the, at the end of the season, you know, um, it, it we I think they deserved better, but baseball is a funny game, man. You know, just the way that things happen. Um, but the way that we re, you know can bounce back from them is is the legacy they leave behind. Um, those guys poured into the younger players. They poured into the juniors. They showed them how to lead. They showed them how to buy into what we're doing, our system at Franklin High School. Um, and, and, you know, we had a lot of young guys get a lot of playing time. You know, Tristan Ballone started for us in right field. It looks like he will likely slide over to center because uh, he is extremely quick, uh, gets really good jumps on baseballs, hits from the left side, and runs very well um, when he gets on the bases. Uh, you, you've got Logan Johnson, who um, he was down a little bit this year, went through uh, some, some stuff with his back and a, a little bit with his shoulder, um, you know, just – inflammation stuff nothing nothing serious but he's coming back he's having a great summer for the old hickory 45s um, you've got the horde twins um you know if you know anything about those guys um uh, carson started for me as a freshman at second base moved to the outfield this year his brother corey didn't get to play his freshman year he played for us uh, all year at second base you know a tremendous amount of of uh, power at the plate a solid defensive player they both play for the five-star national team they're having great summers so far um and then some other guys that that you know names that you might not have heard of we had a kid move in from california that got varsity reps as a freshman behind carson cochran uh behind the plate um he's going to be really good his name is elijah crenshaw um and uh Thompson King, Andrew Dixon, uh, he'll play some first base for us. Extremely good defender. We actually brought him up for the district tournament to play first base, and uh, he made a game-saving play in the field. Um, And so we have other guys that got plenty of reps, a a lot of arms, Jackson Lane coming in, the lefty. Uh, he's going to get meaning he's already gotten meaningful innings he'll get more Seth Evans as a, a sophomore got meaningful innings Barrett Smith got meaningful innings um so again it's not like we're starting from square one this senior class it, it was tremendous uh, but the legacy they left behind I think that you'll see that you know come into fruition pretty early on uh, as we run through the gauntlet this is the new WCS conference is what they're wanting to call it but uh It's going to be a pretty wild ride with three-game series with all the Williamson
0: County teams. Yeah, tell me more about that. Um, I know the districts and stuff are changing up this coming year, but, yeah, tell me about – so all the Williamson County teams are going to be together, or I guess all the the big schools are going to be together?
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy when you think about it. You know, it's one of those situations where – me as a coach and me as an advocate for Williams County sports um, you know, it would have been great if you would have taken four of the big schools and split them and joined somewhere east, northeast, south, or west, and done the same with the other. Um, but that's not what happened. You know, we are the only 18 district in the state. I think there's a couple, maybe one with seven and a couple with six, but other than that, mostly five team districts around the state. So to have all eight of us um, in the same district, is going to be tough, but the great thing is, is none of us are really strangers to it. You know, um, prior to the last change, uh, we were a nine-team district, and most of us were in that district. Um, it was Nolensville was still kind of uh, freshman and sophomore only, but um, we, you know, we've all been there. Um, the three-game series—it's uh, it, going to be. Very interesting, you know, if if you look at it from a scheduling standpoint, it's pretty great because you only have to go out and find, you know, a few non-district games and jump in a tournament and there's your season. Um, But the the strain and the rigor of getting through three-game series every week with teams, you know, uh, I guess based off last season, you know, had several teams that were in the top 10 in the state and 4A all in the same district and only two get through uh, to the region. So it's going to be extremely competitive uh, you know, don't know if there's a, a front runner coming out the gate, which is good. Uh, I think that I like the fact that the spot we're in where everybody thinks that, that we're in a rebuilding year. Um, so the expectations for us might not be that high. That's not true on campus. You know, our boys are bought into to what we're doing. They expect to come in and compete. And uh, I guess we'll find out. During spring break, first game, we open up with Nolansville in a three-game series. So.
0: Well, there you go. Whoever gets out of that district is certainly going to have earned it. So Wally, thanks again for all your insight today. appreciate you coming on to talk about AJ, to talk about your team. Really enjoyed the conversation and uh, we'll talk to you down the road.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me on.
0: All right. That's been Franklin baseball coach Wally Woodby. Really kind of him to join um, for as long as he did there. Great interview. We're going to take a quick break and then come back with some all mid-state talk before we wrap up the show. So stick around for that. Vroom, vroom, time for the Rackley Roofing 200, and it is going to be June 23rd out at the Nashville Super Speedway. And we partnered up, all of us here at Main Street Media TV, and we have joined with Rackley Roofing to send you. Yep, what you got to do to win, all you got to do is go to your favorite Main Street Media website, look for the Enter to Win banner, click there, and you're in. Like Flynn. Isn't that cool? Main Street Media TV and Rackley Roofing sending you to the races. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car. kill someone. Rolling right along here on Main Street Preps this week. I want to take a moment to review some of our all-mid-state players of the year for spring sports. These uh, were part of the all-mid-state teams that have come out over the past week. You can find all of them if you missed it at MainStreetPreps.com. But starting with baseball, Carson Rucker from Goodpasture, a senior, he was our Player of the Year, and this was a pretty, pretty easy call here. Carson hit 500 with 18 home runs, 81 RBI, and 33 stolen bases. Uh, he's he's moving up MLB draft boards. I know scouts have been out to see him throughout the spring at batting practice, at games. Uh, he's really been impressive throughout. And his brother, of course, is Jake Rucker, former Tennessee and JP two star. Who is now, I believe, in double A with the Minnesota Twins organization. So, certainly a pedigree there for Carson. Congrats to him on a great senior season. Looking at softball, this, this was another pretty straightforward decision. Kaylee Plumley from uh, Gordonsville, only a sophomore. And man, she did not play like one. Uh, she hit 562 at the plate, eight home runs, 49 RBI while mowing players down uh, in the circle as a pitcher. She was 28 and 2, a 0.95 ERA. Oh, 358 strikeouts in 155 innings, leading Gordonsville to its first state championship since 2014. Uh, She's got a lot of promise. Um, I mean, to be doing this kind of thing as as a sophomore is really impressive. She's already got, believe believe it or not, a thousand strikeouts for her career because she played up as an eighth grader in 2021. So just a fantastic season from Kaylee there in the softball realm. Soccer. This was an interesting one. Cooper Bailey from Brentwood got the nod. He had 30 goals and 14 assists in their perfect season, but actually he was not um, even around for that championship game. And I believe the semifinal due to a red card earlier in the tournament, uh, but his team went out and won it for him, even without, uh, you know, it's their top scores just kind of shows you how impressive Brentwood was this season. So congrats to Cooper on that nod track and field, a little more difficult here, but on the boys side, we gave it to Griffin Frank father from FRA he was the Division II single aid decathlon champion. Um, and whenever you win the decathlon, I mean, that just shows the kind of athlete you are. So it makes sense to, for him to, to be the athlete of the year uh, there on the boy's side. And then on the girl's side, Abby Faith Cheeseman. Just an incredible, incredible showing at the state meet for her. Uh, she won four first place medals. And I was there to watch that. And it was nothing short of impressive what she did. She won the 800, the 1600, and the 3200. You know, those were individual races, of course. And as she was getting her medal for the 3,200, right after the picture was taken, she hopped off the medal stage, gave her medal to somebody else, <clears throat> and joined the line for the, <clears throat> excuse me, the web school relay team there. and won that. Excuse me, I'm losing my voice here. Um, but just a great outing for, for Abby Faith Cheeseman, another sophomore with a promising career a- ahead of her there on the track. Maybe some water here will, will help bring the voice back. There we go. Uh, and lastly, tennis, boys player of the year, Hank Tronson. Innsworth, he fell short in the state championship, uh, ran into a really good uh, player from MUS who signed with Mississippi State. But Hank had a great season himself. That was his only loss all year. He went 17-1, uh, signed with Oklahoma. So look for look for big things for him in the future years there at the college ranks uh, after a, a fantastic high school career at Innsworth. And then on the girl side, Grace Stout from Ravenwood. She's a Wofford signee and the number six-ranked recruit in the Tennessee's 2023 class. Uh, she lost but all – she lost <laughs> – no, didn't lose all but two matches. Uh, I messed that up. She lost only two matches all season. So that's a um, great play from her. Uh, Grace Stout there is the player of the year on the girls' side in tennis. And so those were the all-mid-state players of the year. Like I said, you can see the full teams at MainStreetPreps.com. A lot of good c- content to, to soak in there, even during the summer where, of course, sports are not quite as busy. We've still got stuff going. We've still got coaching changes happening. All county teams from all of our different areas coming out. There's college football recruitings in full swing. So certainly still uh, plenty to read on the site. And on the way out, I want to mention that we actually have a sale going on <clears throat> and a digital sale going on on our universal online access subscriptions. You can get three months for just the total of $3, uh, which is a great deal. Cause that's usually nine 99 a month. And that gives you access to everything, not only on main street preps, but also, um, all of main street media of Tennessee's publications, any, anywhere you hit a paywall on our site, you will be able to get through. Um, if you've got that universal online access subscription, like I said, normally nine 99 a month, but right now we're offering it, offering it three months, the first three months for the, just $3. And then it'll be nine 99 after that. So a great deal to try it out if you're kind of on the fence If you're already a little more committed and you want to get a great deal on the annual pass, uh, the universal online access annual pass is only $49.99 right now. And that's down from its original price of $99.99. So the codes for those on the monthly one to get the three for three, uh, the code, pretty straightforward. It's just 3FOR3, and that's all caps. Enter that code at checkout and you'll get that deal. If you want the half off uh, deal, it's just 50 off five zero O F F with O F F and all caps at checkout. And you can, you can sign up for this on any of our pages, but uh, probably the easiest place to go is main street, media, slash subscribe. That's main street, media, slash subscribe. Again, you can enter one of those two codes at checkout to get the deal. I think it's a, it's a great thing to, to try out right now. And like I said, if you're, if you already like what we do, that annual pass is also a great deal. And if those aren't for you, of course, you can just subscribe to Main Street Preps as well. I believe that's $3.99 a month or $34.99 a year. So we'd love to have you as a subscriber before we go. I want to remind everybody this podcast is sponsored by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Thanks for joining me today. and We'll be back same place, same time next week on Main Street Preps this week. Talk to you then.